0: Hello, and welcome to Teach the Children the Truth, Ethnic Studies and Rasa Studies in the TK-12 Classroom. I'm Marisa Villegas-Ramirez, and I'm your host for the program. Today, I'm sitting in my classroom at James Logan High School in Union City, California, And I'm really excited to be bringing this new episode to you on another Wednesday morning. Today, I have a really special episode. I'm highlighting five of my ethnic studies students. Three of them are ninth graders. Two of them are seniors. And they are full of knowledge, full of experience with ethnic studies. Some of them are taking ethnic studies for the first time in ninth grade. It is a requirement here at James Logan High School that every student take a semester at minimum of ethnic studies before they graduate. The way that the year is set up is half the ninth graders will take ethnic studies courses and the other half are in life skills and then second semester they swap. So ideally at the end of ninth grade, all students will have had one semester of ethnic studies. 10th grade opens up an opportunity for students here at Logan to join the Ethnic Studies and Social Justice Academy, which is a 10th, 11th and 12th grade academy. And those students continue their experience with ethnic studies. They go into a much deeper study of the field with the hopes that they will continue this work when they go off to college or when they go out into the world of work it would be wonderful to think that some of these students may actually come back to Logan or push into other school districts as future Ethnic Studies teachers themselves. We know that the state of California has made Ethnic Studies a graduation requirement for all high schools beginning with the uh, year 2025-26, I believe. And so that deadline is coming up quickly. And I know that districts are beginning to scramble to try to find teachers that are grounded in ethnic studies and have degrees in ethnic studies, and also to be able to design curriculum, to create programs. Ethnic studies is very unique. You can't just be a, a random teacher or even a random history teacher and suddenly shift over into ethnic studies. It's a very specialized field. I think the ultimate goal in terms of this next generation of students that are going through ethnic studies in high school and some even in, you know, in elementary and middle school would be that that we bring some of these young people back into classroom settings so that they can be the teachers that some of them wish they had in elementary and middle school. This opportunity to bring these young people onto the program is very special because I have a, a working relationship with all five of them. They're all top students, amazing students. And they, they touch on the different aspects of having an ethnic studies class as a young person, how it impacts their perspectives on the world, how it changes their minds about what is happening around them. And it opens up opportunities to explore ideas they may never have been exposed to if they had not taken an ethnic studies course. Obviously, we also know that ethnic studies can open up educational pathways and provide opportunities for different career choices, even outside of education. There are many different paths that you can take with an ethnic studies lens and an ethnic studies degree if you decide to go that route. And so many of these young people touch on that in our roundtable conversation. Students also touch on how their educational experience might have been different if ethnic studies had been offered to them as elementary and middle school students. They will share a little bit about the impact of seeing yourself in the curriculum and how that may have had a positive effect on them as young children. Another area that students touch upon is how teacher interactions are sometimes different in ethnic studies classrooms versus across the rest of general classrooms. They noted the amount of community building that often goes into an ethnic studies classroom and how ethnic studies teachers will oftentimes make more personal connections with them, will worry about the whole child as opposed to just the academics and will take an interest in their lives and and want to know how they can be supportive to these students. I'm really excited for the opportunity that these young ladies have to have their voices heard in a space that is valued by ethnic studies practitioners across the state and across the country. So I'm gonna go ahead and let the students speak for themselves. We did this during lunch, so I have to do a little disclaimer. The room was quite loud, but the students, did an amazing job of keeping their heads on straight and being able to respond to questions with very little preparation. They took this interview very seriously and are now motivated to continue this on a more regular basis. And as you know, part of my goal with this podcast is to interview students. So I will most definitely be inviting a diverse group of students onto the show and they did an amazing job. I'm very, very proud of them and so excited for you to hear from them. So I'm gonna go ahead and let them speak for themselves. Here is Jocelyn, Ren, Gracie, Hey. I'm really excited to have some of my ethnic studies students here with me today who wanna to talk a little bit about what it's like to be in an ethnic studies class. And so I'm gonna let each of my students um, introduce themselves uh, a little bit about themselves, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to the first question. Uh, maybe you can all share as you introduce yourselves. You can share your pronouns and tell us about why you wanted to participate in this project.
1: Um, my name is Yasmin. My pronouns are she/her, and I wanted to join in on this project because you know, being in this classroom for like the semester I was in was really fun and inspired me a lot to do better things with like my culture and stuff. Hi, my
2: name is Gracie. I wanted to be in this interview because, like, I I like the thought of it, and this class in general, like, I just really like the thought, and when I heard that my teacher had a podcast, I was like, ooh, okay.
3: (laughs) Um, Hi, my name is Ren. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And I wanted to be in this podcast because I'm a talker. Um, I talk a lot in my ethics studies already. And, um, you know, just like ethics studies and social justice issues, like generally, is like a topic I'm really passionate about. So I feel like my voice in this podcast is like... I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, it's important, right? I mean, you have, you know, some people think that because you're kids that you don't have opinions or you don't have thoughts and ideas about the world around you. And I think that's one of the important things that studies does is it gives you all a, a space to be able to open up, right? I'm curious from each of you and it doesn't matter who goes first, what are what are the courses you have taken or are currently taking that are in Ethnic Studies?
3: This is my first year doing um, Ethnic Studies so it's definitely new to me but from what I have like been a part of it's been like really mind-opening and like fresh you know to have like this group of people you can just like talk about certain topics with and like make friends with so yeah I feel like it's really um, good to have it in school
2: someone
0: else
3: Um, yeah I
2: agree like this being my first year taking an ethnic studies course it's definitely been like it's been fun knowing that like the class I'm in is like discussing topics that I already have my own opinions on and stuff that I'm already interested in. So it's just like I'm learning more about stuff that I already take interest in. Which class are you in? Uh Mexican American Heritage. And did you say you were in? Uh
1: no, I'm in LGBT studies. And uh, last semester I was in Mexican American
4: Heritage.
1: Um I really liked it. It made me feel more involved, and I felt more connected to my culture.
4: So hi, my name is Valeria, I go by she, her. Um, Some of the courses I'm taking right now is ESSJ, Ethnic Studies and Social Justice Academy. I'm also part of the Ethnic Studies and Women's Studies, and then I was also in uh, Latinx Studies.
0: Hello, my name is Hazley. And and why why did you why did you want to be part of the podcast?
5: Um, well, I wanted to be part of the podcast because I believe that like I, I live by the existence is resistance. So like my voice existing, my my place in this room, my place in this like podcast is really important because I want to tell my own stories and I want my community to be represented through like, my perspective and not through other people's perspectives who don't really, like, know about what I have lived through.
4: Um, Same as Hazely, like, I just feel like my voice has to be out there somehow, and I feel like this podcast is a really good idea for me to put it out there. I just want, like, my people to know that I'm here for them and that no matter what, like, like I'll try to do all the best as possible to, like, make us be heard.
0: I'm curious, and I know there's at least a couple of people who wanted to respond to this. Um, have any of you ever considered education as a career?
2: Yeah. Um, as of recently, I've been thinking about like, just like teaching kids. But I mean, another thing is I want to do psychology just to help people. But um, yeah, I've never thought about becoming an educator, especially with like little kids
1: because i love love Um, (laughs) my mom's a teacher so i've always been i've always gone to her work and i've always seen her she works she works at preschool and I'm one of the oldest cousins, so I've always taken care of the younger ones. So I've always wanted to, like, you know, be with children and, like, take care of them.
3: Anyone else? Um, not really as a teacher, but, like, as a tutor. Because I, in my family, I'm, like, the oldest sibling, so I'm already used to, like, kind of mentoring people so i feel like it would benefit not only me but like others to like to give more knowledge you yeah. know and that just kind of makes me feel good that i like help a person right yeah. love it nice.
2: and and for for you two what
0: what are your what are your goals if it's not education i'm just curious if you could share with the audience like what do you hope to accomplish
4: after um, high school So, I mean, I would love to go into political science and go into law school and go into, like, immigration law, do that. I want to help my people. And, like, that has been, like, my goal since, like, I started to, like, get into ethnic studies. Like, knowing about my people, like, I just always want to fight for them. But I think, like, political science will be a great way. Sure, I did thought of, like, pursuing, like, education, like, being a teacher. But I think, like, it wouldn't fit with, like, my goals and, like, helping, like, people that went through the same experience as me as an immigrant Um,
5: for me I think coming from like parents who didn't have the same educational resources that I have now I kind of like school and like this this school specifically having ethnic studies opened my eyes to to see that I have so many career options and so many possibilities like for like my future so I just like thought about like psychology education like literally everything I have thought about and right now I think poli-sci I want to major in poli-sci and Chicano studies so I want to go into like law like Valeria too um, but yeah I'm not really sure what I want to do I just want to keep exploring and and figuring life out
0: i think um i think that's one of the wonderful things about ethnic studies that people don't realize is the doors that it can open it it offers so many opportunities whether you want to go come at it from education or you want to come at it from law or you even want to branch out into the arts or um even business i mean there's so many ways to link what you're learning here and then take it and apply it to the world outside to be able to affect change to be able to to you know change the trajectory of people's lives and and you're getting you know that that really specified view that then allows you to look at the world in a different way than you may have looked at it if you had never taken an ethics study um what what was empowering to you about whatever courses it is that you've taken. So I know not everyone has taken the same classes, but can can you think of like some things specifically that may have really empowered you and anyone is welcome to shine in on this one?
2: Well, um, at the beginning of the semester when we watched walkout, I feel like that really, it really resonated with me because my grandma was a part of the walkouts here at um, Logan. Wow, and we were talking about it, and I knew that she um, already participated in all that stuff. Like she has, she she walked out for a lot of things actually. She even has her posters and all that. And it's interesting when I talk to my family about that, cause it's like I never knew that till I got older so that's
0: like one of the main things yeah I I think that unfortunately our families don't often talk about this stuff with us you know and and uh, and yeah they're concerned about you coming to school and getting educated learning how to read and write having opportunities to go to college or to get a job but they're not thinking about the cultural wealth that they have that they can pass on to you you know the experiences the learned, uh, experiences the live that the life that they've lived that they can use to teach you something you know I mean even something as simple as passing on you know family recipes or um traditional you know family activities that's all cultural wealth that you are all growing from so I love that you're having that experience I would love to learn more about that maybe in a future podcast episode you get your grandma you said your grandma Maybe we could get your grandma on here to talk a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
0: I would be. That would be a dope episode too. And and to have like multi generations, you know, and how like how your grandma's actions have you know impacted us having ethnic studies now. Other people, how how the courses that you're taking or have taken, how have they influenced you or helped you to grow or had some kind of an impact
3: it just shows how like diverse people are and, like different perspectives cuz you'd expect like oh if you're joining an ethics women's class you only have to be a woman like no that's not the case like with any like um, ethics studies like Sometimes you just want to get like a different perspective on like a different culture or like a different gender or whatever. Um just as long as like you're not negative about it and you're actually supportive. Um it, it's awesome to like get another side of like that you're not really familiar with. Right. I think that's so important too because
0: that's why people stay stuck where they are and in, in their Mindsets, they don't shift. They don't grow because they're not exposed to different ideas So when you come into these classes, you know, the women's women's studies class that Miss Manny teaches is a great example of you know I know there's guys that take that class and I know that they can benefit from taking it in the same way that women can, right? As as women self-identified women, we all want to be able to connect and understand more about ourselves but for men to take the course and learn about the perspectives of women is going to help them understand how they need to live their lives to be able to, you know,
4: to coexist with us, right? Um, so I feel like me taking like Latinx studies, it wasn't like it didn't really affect me due to, to the pandemic. I did feel connected to the people, to that like I just came here and I was just meeting new people. So it was like seeing that like the faces, like oh, they look familiar, they look just like me. But like I didn't have the chance to like learn about it because of the pandemic. But then I was able to join the Ethnic Studies and Social Justice Academy, and it gave me this place where I was able to be myself, I was able to learn about my people, and it just gave me, not gave me a voice, but like, it gave me this sense that I can talk, and that no matter what I say, like it might be wrong or it can be right, but like I can still speak up this is like what I stand for and then also Miss Manny, Miss Manny had like a lot of like she gave me the sense that me as a woman have to stand up and that I don't have to stay quiet for men like I TA for her and then I'm in her normal class so I have two periods with her like this year so it's like I see both perspectives from like the students in two different classes and like freshman me wouldn't like be like that like I see like the. Difference. I see the difference of like freshman
5: me and then senior me of taking those
4: classes. It's like such a privilege taking it
5: again. Wonderful. Does anyone else? Um, for me, the Latinx issues in the U.S. class, it kind of like opened the door to like ethnic studies as a whole. And then like being in the academy, I think the really like the big thing I take from all of that is just sense of like community and solidarity and working along with like other groups of like minorities and stuff being a school that is like majority minorities it's really hard to coexist with each other and not have like still like um still discrimination within our own like with within our own ethnic groups yeah, yeah. so ESJ kind of like worked to to build to build ways to find solidarity all right, another question I'd
0: like to ask is, um, I'd really like to know why, why do you feel that students should be receiving Ethnic Studies in, in TK through 12th grades, like not just in high school, but why is it the Ethnic Studies experience important?
1: Um, I feel like it's important because um, it wasn't until this year that I realized how closed off I was from like, like my whole culture and everything.
5: And I feel like if I would have been influenced
1: through, like, the studies when I was younger, I wouldn't have been, like, clueless for, like, everything until this moment.
3: Uh, I agree with you because um, I also grew up kind of distant from my culture. Um and i feel like it's mainly because of american public high school or not high school just like elementary schools stuff like that um that made me like forget spanish and so like it's been kind of like hard for me um if we had like ethnic studies in like elementary schools and like in almost every grade it would be better because it would shape minds because minds could be shifted at a young age based on like where you're raised and that's where like racism and like sexism come from it's from those high school households so i feel like teaching that at a young age is gonna like not stop it because then Again, that's inevitable, but at least put it down mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I feel like it's good for especially little kids to learn at a young age because their minds are like sponges and they take in everything that they're told. And I mean, I think it's just important to teach kids, especially like children of color, like to have the representation there in schools is just important because they feel seen and it leads them to want to be good, and it leads them to want to just,
5: like, like it just empowers them. Yeah.
2: Um,
5: I think, uh, ethnic studies in TK through 12, like, it really should be required, because right now, what it felt like, it was, like, um, with, with my experience in going through the educational system while well, I'm like in 12th grade now, I couldn't really like, relate to any of the curriculum or material that was being taught to me. It kind of just felt like I was being forced to think like critical thinking, but through like history that I didn't like resonate, relate to. Like, that's not me. I would, that I, I wasn't included in those textbooks. So how is that like relating? I don't know. Like it just, I everything just feels so disconnected because it's so outdated and it definitely needs to be redacted, whole, the whole thing.
4: <laughs> I agree with Hazley. I feel like once you get here, you just don't feel connected to nobody. Like, the way that our curriculums are just from the white perspective and the male perspective, it shouldn't be like that. So, like... I feel like ethnic studies gives you like this chance to feel connected to people and to like find a community, and I feel like that should be something that we should focus since elementary. Because if you don't feel connected, also like the ESL program, how like they like make people like that just come from the US feel disconnected from like the American culture, it it like affects those kids and it gives them like a sense of not belonging and like not wanting to stay here in the U.S. and I want to like continue studying. So I feel like within an ethnic studies perspective, like within ESL, it will give you them a great chance to like feel connected and find a community and like learn that their voices needs to be heard, that their stories need to be heard from a really young age. And that just to know that people are here for them, uh, like sure Like, like, people are gonna go against them, but there's also people that are allies and they're there for them and they want them to become what is like their biggest
2: goal like go to
5: college and that continue like just being the best person they can be. yeah i feel like with what valerio is saying and also like not only is ethnic studies for people to feel represented about their own culture it's so you can learn about all these different cultures that you're going to be surrounded with in life like i think that's what like a lot of people forget when they think about ethnic studies and they're like oh you're like you're trying to just like like you're so focused on like your own your own representation but like with solidarity and community and everything you're you're working in this whole war- world and you would want to learn about the people that you're going to work with you would want to learn about your friends about your your the people that you're surrounded with so why not involve that in the curriculum why not why not learn about it through ethnic sense.
4: yeah and also because we're from the bay area so the bay area is so like diverse diverse. yeah so like not like i just don't want to learn about the white perspective i want to learn about my filipino folks i want to learn about my black folks i just want to learn about their history because their history matters and it's like we feel connected to them. It's like, oh, you went through oppression, I went to oppression too. Yeah. And it's like it's just like this sense that like you belong with them and like you just want to learn more about them. And you just this like I just think ethnic studies is a privilege that everybody should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one
0: last thing I'm I'm curious about. What are the differences that you see in The way that your Ethnic Studies teachers are interacting with you as opposed to teachers outside of Ethnic Studies. I'm just curious to know what are the things that you see that are done differently in an Ethnic Studies setting by the teachers that you may not experience in other classes?
3: the main difference is that like ethics teachers try to get this stu- to know their students more than you would see with like any other teacher because it's like I'm not saying like oh all teachers other than the ethics that they see you are just like a person and a number like no um, it's just like
4: because
3: it's so specific with like ethics studies and like what like you know what class you're taking
5: um, they definitely
3: want to like get to know your students more, and, like end their story to help connect it to the class and to like what you're teaching, so people can have like a more <laughs> personal understanding of like what's going on.
0: And and that is true that we do use the information we learn from our students at the beginning of each semester or of each year to kind of help drive what we're teaching. You know, so that is important. It's a way for us to connect with you and then try to make the curriculum relevant to the group of students. Because we every year, every semester, we get a different group of kids. So we have to be able to adapt, you know, to the needs of the class. And I think that's another thing that makes it unique. Um, Anyone else?
1: I feel like ethnic, <laughs> ethnic study teachers,
3: they, um, they
1: connect with the students more. Like, it's to the point where everyone feels safe to talk to the ethnic studies teacher. And it's like a safe environment. Okay. While in other classes, you may like feel a little scared to like talk to that teacher and be like, hey can I like go outside to do this can I do that when with an ethnic studies teacher you just tell them and they'll say yeah usually <laughs> yeah
2: I, I agree I feel like yeah. I mean, yeah. ethnic studies isn't it's also not like a normal history class either. you're learning about like history that I mean that applies to you so you feel like recognized and you get the recognition that you don't usually get in normal history classes because most history classes just go from the textbook and that honestly gets really boring and I I hate that but I think I think studies just get a better connection with the assignments
5: and the teachers and everything good to know I think in ethnic studies you are the textbook so you're not going off of Other, other people that you know that aren't you, and I think you hit an important point.
2: Yeah,
0: and kind of continue with that about the empowerment to be the teachers yourselves, the facilitators as well. Right, the goal is they may not be feeling it in ninth grade yet.
5: Being like an extracurricular activities too, you see this with like the directors of like programs and stuff ethnic studies programs and programs like more social justice based give the students more opportunity to take lead and to make it about themselves make it about the students and like about the growth and about the actual like stuff that that like the change right and for other like institutions that are like for like extracurriculars and stuff it just feels like it's like a set like date and events that are need to be met and it's just like all for the show it's all for the for the credit it's all for like the college apps and stuff and it's not ideal you know for for our growth as minorities um but within classrooms and within extra I i see that so yeah like casey was saying
4: like Within ethnic studies, we are the books. We are like the ones that like make sure like the class keeps flowing. And not necessarily that happens in like your normal class. Like in your normal class it's just like, oh, we're gonna learn about this and no matter how you're feeling or how you're like your ideas about this, we're gonna talk about it and no matter what, we're gonna keep talking about it. But in ethnic studies I feel like a lot of the ethnic studies teachers take take uh mental health accountable like they worry about your mental health and they are there for you like i feel more connected to a lot of like the ethnic studies teachers here at logan than most of my other teachers like um i don't know i feel like i have have had the privilege of like being around like all the ethnic studies teachers like my whole like junior through senior year so like I just see the difference from working with like um, the special ed kids and the way that they learn, and then seeing it from like the ethnic studies perspective is like so different. I feel like also like extracurriculars, like yeah, like being part of them, it can be really hard and more when like we are ethnic study perspective and seeing like everything, every single detail that they do is just like oh, this is wrong. Why are you doing it like this? Like this, why are you? Why are you like working things like that? Like, that's just wrong. Mm. But then also like, it's just like how society works. And like, I don't know, ethnic studies makes you see things like a certain way. And like with your classes, you see it. Even if you're taking a normal class, you see it from like an ethnic perspective, if you want to.
5: Yes. It opens your eyes to like a holistic approach on education and on life entirely. And something that AP classes don't do, something that our normal honors classes don't do.
0: Hearing all of this is helping me also to be reflective in my own practice as an ethics Studies teacher. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the audience to be able to hear from Logan students. I know that in a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating our 20th anniversary with, with a big culture festival here mm-hmm. and a celebration where we're hoping to honor some of the people that created this department. Um, I wanna thank you for your time. You just gave up, some of you gave up your lunch period to be here and uh, i better get to writing those passes. <laughs> All right, have a great day everyone. I hope you enjoyed this interview with my first small group of students. I really believe that giving students an opportunity to have their voices heard is probably one of the most powerful arguments that we have for the field of ethnic studies. The fact that these five students were able to voice their thoughts and ideas in such a professional and academic way demonstrates how ethnic studies courses prepare students to be able to identify what they're experiencing in the world around them and to understand what changes need to be made in order for there to be true equity in our world. Today, I celebrate the beauty of ethnic studies students everywhere that are being exposed to some of these ideas for the first time, not because they don't already know that something is wrong in the world around them, but because they haven't been given the tools to be able to name what they see is wrong and then be able to express these ideas in a constructive way that empowers them to see themselves as leaders. These are the future leaders of our country. And it really lifts my spirits to know that I can turn the reins over to these young people one day and they will pick up where my generation and my mother's generation left off. I hope you enjoyed this round of interviews. And I really look forward to bringing more students from around the Bay Area, around the state, and eventually around the nation to your podcast platforms. Until then, I hope all of you are making it through this crazy weather if you are in the state of California. And I wish you nothing but love and peace. In La Quech.